everybody. Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast bonus episode, Prison March episode of Nearly New World. This is our bonus series where we talk about some of the movies that were nearly made by New World Pictures. And we've got a doozy for you this week. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. I just cut up some fat lines of wild mimosa and I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> And Erica. I don't think I like the accommodations here. I want to stay in a different stick hut. (laughs) That's right. We're talking about not a new world film, but a nearly new world film. 1973's Terminal Island. 40 miles off the California coast lies San Bruno Maximum Security Prison. Every inhabitant is a murderer. Declared legally dead. Exiled for eternity. There are no guards, no walls, only survival. They emptied death row to fill Terminal Island, where we dump our human garbage. <laughs> Yikes. Some hot garbage. Some hot garbage. I want you on your knees before garbage. I finish talking. Welcome to Terminal Island, baby. The strong enslave the weak. The hours hang as heavy as their chains. They don't have chains. There's no No chains. chains. Every man on this island. You have to screw every man here. You will too. Death duel of the Black Titans. Mm -hmm. Lusting, busting babes, ripe with the fruits of desire. What? (laughs) What? So the fruit and them are both ripe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Dual ripeness. Dual ripe. Dual ripe. <laughs> Unleashed, Damn, this cantaloupe is ripe. <laughs> also, you are ripe. Automatic executioners <laughs> triggering a maelstrom of mass Which is not good, right? That's a negative. I don't need you. No, ripe cantaloupe is good. No, but when a person is ripe, no, not good. Not good. Damn, girl, you're madness erupting in a vicious vortex of violence. In the 1970s, though, it was good. Yeah, I guess. In a human demolition derby, the dam versus the doomed on Devil's Island, USA. Jesus, this is a long trailer. Why is it still going? Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Just <gunshots. laughs> Still that one. Terminal Island, the most exciting motion picture of the decade. Terminal Island. What was that gong at the end? Yep. <laughs> Done. Gong. One. Could you say Terminal Island one more time? <laughs> and and Terminal, Terminal Island. Island. And also Terminal Island. And one more time, Terminal <laughs> Island. For good measure, Goodness. Terminal Island. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That, that took a I long time. down that trailer, if you what? can believe it, how long that thing is. It is so long, and that's why I wanted to play as long as it was, and I even trimmed it. Can you believe it? Wow. Terminal Island. Uh, let's go over how this was nearly New World. As we discussed in our previous episode, Women in Cages, Larry Woolner was New World's first sales manager. He and his brother had owned a chain of drive-in movie theaters in Louisiana. <laughs> Sorry, I and to say, so, like, prison islands. They owned a no, chain yeah, of prison they owned islands. A chain of, prison, of prisons on islands. <laughs> of drive-in prisons. Yeah. Very drive-in prisons. <laughs> drive them in, you don't drive out. Oh, <laughs> Terminal Island. That's <laughs> a boobies, and that's a new world. Hey, what was the name of that movie? Terminal Island. <laughs> hey, did you guys yeah. want to watch Terminal, Terminal Island? Island. <laughs> My lord! No, I was thinking of something different. Terminal <laughs> Island. Okay, I'll just watch it. No, what you were answer. thinking about was ripe women. <laughs> they are ripe. They you are can't ripe. Think about it because he lives with a very bright woman, <laughs> and I don't mean fresh. <laughs> <laughs> she is not at the peak of freshness. Big pores, big pores. Uh, so anyway, Larry Woolner, he was uh, he joined New World in the very beginning as the first sales manager, and he was the one who suggested to Roger Corman of let's make a student nurses film and let's make a women in prison film. Oh, and- I, he's the one I should thank. 
Great. <laughs> That's right. Did he also <laughs> did? What did he also suggest? All the biker movies too. I think that that was something they did come up with together. But I have to assume that that was Corman who mm. came up with that concept because he had already directed a few for American International Got it. Pictures. So, but I think I do think I did read a little bit that Corman was saying they had when they started out because they had Angels Die Hard and they had Student Nurses that they had one for the ladies and one for the guys. So that's how he was kind of looking at it. Then the Women in Prisons film, which we talked about in the research for Women in Cages, they talked about doing uh, Women in Prison movies. Now, Larry only stuck around uh, with New World Pictures for a year before he decided to break off into his own company. And this is how it happened. According to Corman in his autobiography, How I Made 100 Movies in Hollywood and Never Lost a Dime, he said, uh, Larry had never seen money like this, but after a year, he felt he wanted his own company. It was a most amicable split. When I bought him out, we went for a drink, and Larry said it was the greatest year of his life. He walked away with a lot of money for a year's work, and we stayed good friends. Where'd he That's go? That's how it is a Corman to Corman's. Well, where did he go? So what he did is he decided to start his own company, Dimension Pictures. Oh. Now, in that deal and in the buyout that Corman's talking about, Woolner is actually given distribution rights to a few future nearly new world episodes including twilight people which is this island of dr moreau ripoff with pam greer directed by eddie romero in the philippines which is actually made by new world pictures they made that movie for new world pictures but in the split larry woolner gets the distribution rights so new world I'm made sure, it i'm starting to think you have to stop with all this research you're finding too many of these movies <laughs> you're in too deep <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming a problem <laughs> This podcast is a problem for us. (laughs) It's becoming an issue. Serious issue that we need to take offline and discuss. All three of us. Do we really need to keep doing this? Um, There's also... We're in at this point. I mean, we're we're on year four. I mean, this is it. Uh, There's also a Mexican film called The Sin of Adam and Eve, which is directed by Miguel Zacharias father of the bees director alfredo zacharias oh no way and starring jorge rivero from lucio fulci's conquest <gasps> wow there's a fulci he's back there's a fulci oh, connection he's back in he's back in okay i'm back movie, in this now, have you said that john saxon was in this too i'm all the way back in. uh i'm not sure john <laughs> saxon is 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 in it and uh you will probably be all the way in because this movie was notorious because rivero and his co-star candace wilson renewed the entire film so this oh i'm back in i'm back in on this one (laughs) (laughs) there's also a movie called sweet sugar which is uh, a women in prison movie which he gets the property rights to to make and it becomes the first dimension production but it is a complete riff on the big dollhouse i watched about half an hour of it didn't get to finish it before we recorded but and uh it is not good Ah, it is not good. And it shares one of the actresses. Phyllis Davis is oh. the lead character. Uh, she played Joy in Terminal Island, and yeah. she's also the lead in Sweet Sugar. Uh, she's so, so pretty. She is, yeah. She's, so she's a pretty lady. And she gets to pull a, a honey butt prank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So no, you um, can you, sweet sugar. Sweet sugar no, I I like honey butt. I like yeah. honey butt honey, specifically. That's, that's I why I didn't a like honey butt. for a second. I was like, what is he? It's technically oh, right. a jelly butt, I guess. Yeah, but, um, it's more of a jelly butt, but it's a honey jelly butt. Yeah, but I don't but like I would, jelly butt. That's gross. I would also sweet argue. A... I would also argue she might be the hottest Phyllis that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's inarguable. That she really is. She's yeah. <laughs> Uh, Take that, Phyllis Diller. (laughs) Take that, all Phyllises. (laughs) We have a fan who's named Phyllis and is like, fuck this podcast. Son of a bitch. (laughs) To hell with you, Mark. I'm pouring your Manhattan down the drain. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, actually, Sweet Sugar, when I saw and read about it, which it was today when I finally found out that that was the case, um... I was like, oh, that should probably be our nearly new world, but it's too late. We've picked Terminal Island. Now, listen, when Wilner decided to make Dimension uh, Pictures, his own company, he did not leave alone. He took with him Stephanie Rothman and her husband, Charles S. Schwartz, who was New World's head of production. 
And he took them with him, and they became minority partners, and they became heads of production uh, at uh, Dimension Pictures. So why did Stephanie Rothman leave New World, she said in an interview with Interview Magazine. Real on the nose <laughs> with that magazine name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Interview Magazine. Do you do interviews? No. That's where they should have done. No, we just do cartoons. That would be just great. Cartoons. It's just, just the comic strip. That's it. This is what Rothman says. She says, Corman wouldn't pay me anything. No, he paid people very little. And Charles and I had to make a living. We were offered better pay at Dimension. So we left. The pull was for uh, for that was economic. In another interview I found with her with, that she interviewed uh, with Harry, Henry Jenkins, she also said this. In Corman's opinion, he didn't need to pay one of his directors since he was giving them the chance to have their work seen widely which might lead to more and better paid work, maybe even with a major studio. And for a very few, it did. For most, it did not. My work was seen. I received a few offers, but only to make more exploitation films. So that's the move and why she left for Mm -hmm. Dimension. Makes sense. The other thing, though, is is because if you watch the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray of Terminal Island, which is how I think we all watch this. She says in her interview that she also said that the reason they made this is because Dimension wanted to make a women in prison film. So they put her in charge of making this one, which they said they wanted to make one like Roger made at New World. Right. That's what she says. So that was another reason why I felt like this was a nearly New World. This is they're trying to make the Corman uh, formula for a women in prison movie. However, of course, Rothman doesn't quite want to do exactly the women in prison like standard formula, which is was instantly a formula, as we found out in women in pri- uh, yeah. women in cages. There was instantly a formula for these things. Right. She wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah, and it made sense that Larry Woolner wanted to make one since he suggested doing women in prison movies to Corman, and their first production was Sweet Sugar, which was a riff of the big dollhouse so that's how we have come to this being nearly new world terminal island terminal you are on terminal island. island but it's now time to play the letterbox game where you guys get to make up your synopsis your letterbox Ooh. synopsis for terminal island wait is this is this like the another way of saying what is this movie about is this like the bonus way of saying the same thing it's totally different oh wait (laughs) it is how is this different exactly it's totally different listen to my voice it's totally different (laughs) oh oh got it got it got it got it okay that's the voice she uses on terminal island (laughs) terminal island where it is warm and the bees do not swarm You cannot say that word. Swan. So, Mark, let's start with you. What's your letterbox synopsis for Terminal Island? Uh, four people working at a TV news channel concoct the longest news segment of all time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie is. They set it no. up as we have all the players for this news segment we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then we watch a movie, which yep. presumably is their new segment. Mm-hmm. They really got in deep with the cameras. You know, they well, really... It, they yeah, can't. I mean, it was reality TV before there was reality TV. Got it. Yeah. But that's all this movie is, is a long news segment. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. docks are really important. You should always... If you're going to do a lot of docking, build mm-hmm. a dock. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Also, I thought you meant like the shoes. That's what no, I was. No, I mean, <laughs> I was like, docks oh. are important. Yeah, good, good, good shoes are important. I thought you meant the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> also, no matter how hot you are early in life, there's a good chance that you'll be selling reverse mortgages later on. <laughs> That's very true. Wow. That, and you know what? Wow. It's, it's appropriate that your letterbox synopsis was very long because the letterbox synopsis <laughs> for this is very long. Is it really? It is. But oh let's, let's not, let's continue the game. Erica, what is oh. your letterbox synopsis for this movie? Terminal Island, a place where hot prisoners go to live out the rest of their years. <laughs> Don't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Ooh, he's like a hunky pothead in denim. Mm. Oof, sure. He's a wild mimosa head. He's oh. like, he's what is he doing? Snuff? What was he doing? Wild mimosa. Wild mimosa. Oh, that's right. Of course. Yeah. That's what it is. Which does what, Mark? I have no crunch the numbers idea. on mimosa? I looked it up, but it, like then I saw that there's a cannabis derivative called wild mimosa, and I was like, oh fuck this. I I, I don't know. It's 
I don't know if it does anything or not. I know that wild mimosa is invasive on the on the East Coast, and they try to get oh. rid of it. That's okay. all I know. I just assumed it was like a, you know, the MPAA or whatever wouldn't allow them to say pot or to like use pot or to get high on the show, on the movie. So I felt like that was the like alternative. Like, oh, he, went, he went herbal. He went from the, you know, the island or whatever. I don't know. Tom Selleck. Am I right? Oh, my God. Am I blushing? <laughs> you guys. My face feels hot. <laughs> oh, God. It's a damn loan. <laughs> For some reason, I really want to turn on Blue Bloods. Is that weird? <laughs> you guys want to watch Blue Bloods yeah. after this? Is this like a prequel to Blue Bloods? A very long prequel. Very long. There was a Do you guys want to watch Magnum P.I. after this? Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. for my letterbox synopsis, I thought it was uh, an experiment of dressing everyone alike splits an island into two factions that go to war. <laughs> that's good you know if you don't have Uh your you know you can't have your own sense of fashion it will drive you nuts yeah that's true here is the actual letterbox synopsis which is so long oh gosh we are on letterbox find us there give us a follow if you can in the wake of a supreme court decision to outlaw the death penalty oh like oh oh, that's backstory i wasn't aware of goodness oh okay i don't remember that being brought up at all maybe that was said in passing i don't remember that but okay do you have to actually tell the truth when you put together a letterbox synopsis or if you're like the first one to do it can you just fucking wax poetic and say whatever you want <laughs> i don't know who's in charge of the synopsis department at letterbox i would love to know the secrets we should I wish get it was in the three on of us. Yeah. i feel like you've uncovered at least 35 movies that they have no idea exist <laughs> yeah. and we could write those synopsises right. yeah. sight unseen just and it would be so down. obvious which one of us wrote the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you would know which one Mark wrote, which one Ryan wrote, and which one I added two bullets to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I see a challenge has been uh, has been drawn for us, so I'm excited for this. California passes an initiative that designates San Bruno Island as a dumping spot for first-degree murder convicts. Free to do what they like, except leave. The main camp of convicts is controlled by the tyrannical Bobby, <laughs> who rules with an iron hand. He doesn't and also iron- likes to play chess on his dick. <laughs> Just having a little nude chest in my hut. (laughs) He also barely leaves that hut. Yes, because he's playing games all the time in his hut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, he just like, you know, he doesn't want to get skin cancer. Right. There's no no doctor. Oh, there is a doctor on the island. Never mind. I take it back. Oh, my God. Am I mushing again? There's a doctor on the (laughs) island. It's Tom Selleck. (laughs) Checkmate. My dick just won chess. (laughs) I was ow, imagining ow. that. I How was imagining that, that is. Wait, are you playing? Your I don't penis? know. I don't are know. You playing? Are you playing? Are you saying your dick? Are you saying your dick is the king or the queen? I don't. I can't. Which one? So your dick has cornered the king, so we can't move. Is that? Anyway. So he rules with an iron hand, which he doesn't have an iron hand. And the women are used as sex slaves. AJ and a group of more free-minded murderers. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Oh my god. (laughs) Free-minded murderers. That's That's a t-shirt right there. Wow. Free-minded. Just free-minded murderers, murderers, man. Oh my god. You know, we're the cool kind of murderers. Yeah. Oh, we commit murder, but we do it with free mind. We're not constrained by. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. That is a Amazing. that's a dumb sentence. Wow. <laughs> the group of free-minded murderers have escaped and gone into hiding. When AJ escaped, what? I so guess they escaped the, the village. Main, they did. the main camp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, we know that from watching the movie. I'm not sure if that that's clear from the synopsis. I'm not sure. Yeah, are you saying what? you're not sure the, if the escaped person that wrote this Bobby saw the just movie? Being in his in his dick hut, <laughs> it was easy because he's playing dick chess. So they ran out. They're like, <laughs> he just plays dick chess and out. He's not going to come out. And then sends out TC to go do all of his work. Mm-hmm. That's that's how this that's how this regime works. <laughs> yeah. Also, is Dick Chess a shirt? 
I mean, could be <laughs> with with a with a with a chest just a chessboard, and one of them looks a little different. <laughs> yep, <laughs> one of those pieces. <laughs> one yes. of those pieces is not like the other. <laughs> Dick chess. <laughs> Um, when AJ and his men liberate the women from Bobby's custody, tensions mount to an all-out confrontation for control of the island. That part is probably the most dead on, besides free-minded murderers. <laughs> I don't know. If, like Bobby still never leaves. He never even I leaves the compound. Never. He, he I also leaves, never. He felt leaves at the tense. end only. Because remember, he shoots that guy with the gun on the cliffside. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That guy, that death is amazing. That His death reaction is to getting shot is incredible. Tensions have mounted to How that. How also response. in that moment when the guy has a gun on him and he has a he has he has yeah, a were rifle. They, was he fucking a machine gun? But the other guy has pulls a gun on him and he's first. like, "Don't you move." But he's just, is he fucking with him and playing with him? And that... I don't know. It doesn't make don't, any fucking yeah. sense. It's like, you know, how did that guy not just fire? Just fire. Just shoot him. Yeah. Just shoot Bobby. So like, to, to set this up anyway. to the listener, you have Bobby and his, like, number one henchman. They yeah. just grabbed uh, ammunition. Well, his uh, number one henchman is Walter E. Moses, Is TC. Right? Yeah. right. His second, his second leading... jacked? Yeah, he was like, jacked. whatever... But they just grabbed some... Oh, sorry, sorry. Whatever flower soup he's surviving on on this island is working because he is ripped. <laughs> I said Walter. It's Roger E. Mosley. My God. Yeah, Roger. Right. Roger Mosley. My Lord. So Bobby and one of the people have just acquired weapons because they've commandeered the officers that were coming to bring provisions to the island. Right. Now, they're walking away and his henchman pulls the gun on him, but evidently is just fucking around like, ha ha, look, I've got a gun. But then, then Bobby he turns and shoots real. him and he says something to the effect of like, I, I was always loyal to you or I was yeah. always here for you or something like that. Uh -huh. I'm your number one person. Like, yeah. But then why did you pull a gun? And they don't do any, they make no attempt to explain what might be happening. Well, and I, it was the one box. time. Tensions have mounted. But it was the one time that I thought <laughs> Bobby has every right to shoot this guy because he's yeah. pointing a gun at him. Yeah. Shoot yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, though, is mixed up. I mean, I don't want to like spoil the ending, but we will, we, we're going <laughs> to. Because Bobby is so an indoors guy that he also right. makes sure that that door is locked always. And that really yeah. comes back to haunt him in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, really an indoor kid. he's an really, indoor kid. Really indoor kid. kid. Yeah. He, he definitely just wanted to sit inside and read. I just want to sit inside and play dick chess. <laughs> That's all I want to do, guys. Leave me alone. I also just had to keep reminding myself this entire movie, like, these are all murderers. Because it really seemed like a lot of them were not. Yeah. It yeah, felt right. like somebody was in there for, like, shoplifting. And somebody was in there for, like, mm -hmm. I have maybe identity theft. I don't know check fraud like it didn't seem like these were this was an island of murderers that's right including no. including the good doctor oh my god are you guys are you referring <laughs> <laughs> am i blushing oh my god i just i don't know Is so this... this this does star uh this obviously does star Tom Selleck Woo! in his very first role his first movie role this is like his debut here and he looks like an absolute snack the entire movie as Dr. Milford <laughs> And then oh. with that photo that you just pulled up, I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. Any more blue bloodsy yeah. type photos? What came angry up? Angry in this one. Well, yeah, he he does. he does he does look good in this movie. I'm not going to yeah. deny that. But he's introduced relatively close to. The, it's like the movie starts with newscasters, then with the, then then with the newscaster who looks like the opposite of a snack, who has the most right. enormous ears right. I've ever seen, who have set up this movie to be one giant newscast, and yeah. then the main star, not no no not Phyllis Davis, but you're talking about Ina or Anna Hartman. Yeah, but what's her character's name? Carmen. So then Carmen. So then we cut to Carmen coming to the island. She meets Doctor Mosley or Tom Selleck. And you think, oh, Tom Selleck's going to be a big part of this movie. Then he disappears for about 30 minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> and then comes back. At the end, he's in the movie as a big as a big part. But he is, this movie is filled with a lot of, we're introducing you to a storyline and then you're on your own because we're not going to get back to this one. Yeah. He got so, lost in the woods, man. <laughs> 
just had a free mind. We had we had news people. Murderer, dude. News people were never coming back to them. The doctor, we'll get to him later, but he's going to disappear for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else, they never really cover their backstory. It's just a lot of random people being violently shot for reasons that you don't totally understand or being hit with an axe or an arrow. Yeah. Kind of a trick. Or getting honey bunned. Or getting honey bunned, which is one of the best scenes of the entire movie. Oh, easily. Easily one of the best scenes. Um, I kind of like the beginning section where they interviewed like people on the street. I believe that's something they yeah. legitimately did where they yeah. actually like asked mm-hmm. real people on the street what they would think of an island where they would put prisoners. They basically said, what would you think if we sent murderers to an island? instead of jail or whatever. And I thought that was actually really pretty cool. Yeah. I really kind of enjoyed that section. And it does go to the photos. And what I did like about the newscast thing is that it also then shows you all the characters and gives you brief backgrounds on them. Stephanie Rothman about that section said that the introduction of the characters in Terminal Island with their prisoner identification pictures or mugshots. They're called mugshots, Stephanie. And a brief summary of their crimes but was delivered. identification de- picture sounds so much more professional. Mm-hmm. Like, like you went to it a does. mall and had it done. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a glamour shots mugshot. Mm-hmm. You want to find so, you guilty. You need to immediately go take some prisoner identification <laughs> pictures. Bring this fedora with, and with this the, scarf. With the photographer of your choice. <laughs> You we also have we have either a you can either sit behind this hay bale or you can sit on this Victorian chair. <laughs> you tell me <laughs> we, what you want to do. We have several backgrounds. You could have this one where you are standing behind two tigers. <laughs> this one looks like you're sitting on the on the, on the beach near the ocean. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be your preference. And this one looks like you're on a bucking bronco. So you tell me what you want to do and let us know wh- how much soft filtering you want on this picture. <laughs> right. Just pick your one through ten. <laughs> oh. So whatever background, whatever, however, however they choose to get this picture... They get their uh, mug shots and a brief summary of their crimes was deliberately done for another reason, uh, another reason besides stereotyping. It was as an efficient narrative device for introducing a large number of characters so that the audience would recognize them when the story switches to Terminal Island itself. Terminal Island. Terminal Island. And yeah. you know what? It's effective. It's effective. I agree. We never go back to the news people, so that's a little like. Also, they're setting but, it up as a story, right? And then we cut to the story. So you think this is a new segment? I like this even better that this is a big giant news segment. Like it's they a have, giant news segment. Like they just have. If they had, if they were going to remake Terminal Island, that's what they need to do. Just like people on the island trying to like do it, like like it was a Survivor episode of Survivor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that I'm into. Uh, and they're trying to kill each other. I just didn't really appreciate how she put honey on my butt. And then I had to go <laughs> Why'd you have to put the royal jelly on my butt? I just didn't... I mean... Huh, you know, in the end, cool. I guess I understand. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to... <laughs> just submiss- submits to it, I guess, in the end. In the I end, it's it. like, I get it, though. I mean, I get it. I, get it. I understand. My behavior wasn't the best. <laughs> One thing I've learned in this island is like to be more contrite. (laughs) You know what? It's time I just start admitting I'm not a great person. (laughs) The reality is, royal royal jelly is a great moisturizer, and so I've started using it regularly. My ass cheeks never look better. There has to be something though, like. That was in the bees. It's in this. There's something about that bee jelly that had to be fucking hugely popular in the 1970s, right? Like, seriously. Stop talking about bee jelly. It's so gross. (laughs) I mean, it just was, I'm just saying it was a thing. It clearly was a thing because it's popped up in a bunch of movies now. It's upsetting. Um, You talked, we didn't talk about the song, but we should, right? The song's Oh, God, yes. The song is terrific. It sounds like a Johnny Cash, like just man with guitar singing about what's happening it's yeah wonderful. was was she bad from the beginning or did she just become bad and yeah it's a great song it's a fantastic yeah. song it's way better than the it's way better than the movie oh wow oh i mean come on mark prefers 
for, for a song to film. Uh, you liked this movie less than Women in Cages? We'll get to it. I, I don't no, want to... No, get to it now! <laughs> get to it now! Erica's outraged. <laughs> no, okay. Did I like this movie better than Women in Cages? No, they both... I didn't like either of them. Here's what I'm learning about myself. Part of this podcast has been an exploration in me learning more about myself and mm-hmm. finding ways to become a better person. And what this <laughs> movie... Like what... <laughs> <laughs> like, like Honey Bun guy. Much like Honey Buns. Much like Honey Buns. So uh, I don't think... I like women in prison movies. Is I think where I think just, I'm netting out here. I think we we we're forgetting how much we really enjoyed the Big Dollhouse. I really did like that one. But well, I we think, were young well, unfortunately, and dumb back then we didn't know. we were young, dumb, and and, and full of honey jelly. <laughs> I mean, I was so high Full on Honey Jelly bun. and Wild Mimosa on that, that night that I barely remember it. But we started at a high. We should not have started with the Big yeah. Dollhouse. Yeah. Correct. Well, because yeah. that is our that is as far as I've seen the best women in prison movie ever made. Yeah. Well, we have several more to go. So oh, we boy. we're 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 really. This this is going to encourage everyone. Welcome to this month where we're all a little pained. <laughs> well, I will we say to... the exception I'll, I will say is Reform Schoolgirls, but that's because it's making fun of the women in prison mm-hmm. movies. So, like, I don't consider that a women. I just want to make that clear. That's also what the uh, Big Bird Cage is trying to go for too. Is a little bit of that. Uh, is it sort of trying to poke a little that. fun at that- the. Big Birdcage? That's but, the next Jack Hill one that we haven't watched yet. But is that for you. next prison? Is that for next March? Are we saving I mean, that? It could be. I God, mean, we're going to have to do a couple of years of prison marches just to get through all these. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, but I hear you, Mark. I don't disagree. Women in prison movies are not my favorite either. But something that I appreciated at least about this one was that it wasn't abusive and there wasn't any on-screen assault or battery or things that mm-hmm. are just uncomfortable to watch and and aren't fun i actually liked that about this one that it didn't have any of that it was talked about and it was implied but you never had to actually watch some super uncomfortable sex scene or watch a woman get get beat up or attacked just to watch it i really liked that it didn't have that so that was something that I was like, oh, well, that was refreshing. Like, if I'm gonna watch, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna watch this, at least I didn't, I yeah. wasn't forced to watch. And that was a choice like by that. Stephanie Rothman to not do that. In fact, hmm. she made sure to not actually have to have any assault in the film. She made a conscious decision to not do that, to not record it, and to not. She did not want any of that in the film. And from the very long trailer that we already listen to the uh they they try to sell this movie like they're selling every other women Mm -hmm. in prison movie including talking about chains which there are no chains there are no no chains chains. they are like brought to the island just like sign this piece of paper you're dead cages you're Mm -hmm. dead you're dead as far as we're concerned (laughs) there's no cages there's no chains and so they just put them on the island and you do whatever you have to do and maybe you die or maybe you don't who cares and so like but they're selling them like it's this 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 same kind of formula that we're familiar with but this isn't this is against the formula mm-hmm. also because she wanted to have, have men and women she didn't want to just have women yeah and i will i i 100 agree not having those scenes not having to be a graphic movie not having to be <clears throat> not having that in the movie was refreshing and it made the movie uh, a much easier watch. That being said, I just found it to be boring. And I'm not saying because those scenes were not in there. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to think that's the, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying it's a very predictable plot line. And the, the you know, the the women escape from the from the uh, village and now they're they've aligned themselves with sort of the the renegade group that is running around Free-minded the island. Free-minded murderers. The free-minded murderers. Free-minded, just kind of loosey-goosey murderers (laughs) who are running around the island trying not to get caught. But it's because of that, it's set up a very predictable plot line of of every time they stop, they're going to get found. They're going to get jumped. Someone's Mm going to die. And then they're going to move on to the next place where they're going to again get found and get jumped. And someone's going to die. And it's just, it just, it's just very formulaic to me. Yeah, yeah, fair. yeah. I mean, yeah, I I had a good time with this one. I think it's kind of fun. Um, oh, you guys can both fuck off then. 
<laughs> Maybe we will fuck off to Terminal Island. Terminal Island. <laughs> Where you are welcome to fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely hear that. I just think that, I don't know, I got kind of I, I sucked into it. I thought it was kind of fun. Got swept away and I know why. Was it because of Tom Selleck? <laughs> I mean, there is some residual fun to be had watching, you know, two characters from... Uh, Matt, from a TV show that I watched like a ton of as a kid. So it's kind of fun to see them there. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I see, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't think it was as big of a problem for me because I, I think that she's trying to improve upon the exploitation stuff. Yes, there could have been more stuff to do. I know that there's a few issues that they had with the movie. They had a lot of rain all of a sudden. Oh. And you can see that because they do shoot it in California. And, you can see how green it is, and you know how when it rains really hard, everything is kind of like a little bit more green than it should be. But or then it oh, the rise. island was all actually just California. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, oh shit, that takes me out of it. Fuck. Oh, I wish sorry. I could unlearn that. <laughs> Too yeah. late now. Terminal California Island. <laughs> uh, but I know that they... we 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 have Magnum PI and we have TC. But admittedly, if you had Higgins. <laughs> Should Higgins yeah. have played Bobby? Yes. <laughs> yes. What if Bobby came out and yeah. he wasn't this like hunky, dark hair, blue eyed guy, but he was just this like, hello, <laughs> fucking Higgins comes out. Oh my God. Now <laughs> we've got something. That would Higgins be, plays Dick be... Jess. Oh. I mean, uh-oh. oh, game changer, game changer. Was one of the guy? What is one of the guys in there? Like one of the like you know one of the more maybe that guy that got all shot up was one yeah. of those guys' ice pick. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> we don't know. Definitely, we, don't know. we definitely. never knew. We yeah. never knew. I think you know it was. I mean, it had to have been. I mean, he gets shot up though, so I don't know who could it have been. Everyone should watch this movie just for that shoot up scene. Yeah, but for that shoot up scene alone, everyone should watch yeah. this. It's so mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh, it is. Like, oh my god, it's it looks so like ridiculous. he's simultaneously being electrocuted <laughs> and yep. he's very cold, and he's being shot. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Um, but the other thing that that messed things up too was the fact that the lead actress in the film becomes sort of sidestepped in the whole story. And I'm talking about Anna Hartman because she hurt her foot oh, no. into the right, production. Right. So she hurts her foot. So she can't participate in a lot of the end battle. So she ends up like hanging out underneath a tree for most of the ending sequence. She was supposed to be oh, a bigger part of the whole movie. I didn't realize her foot was hurt. Yeah, so she That's an excuse to get out of stuff. Guys, my foot hurts. I need to end I need to drop off the podcast. My foot hurts. I've hurt my foot. Well, I think she she dan- she hurt herself like during shooting. Yeah, and- I hurt myself just now while we were recording, Ryan. I gotta go. My foot hurts. Mark, help me out here. My foot hurts. I hurt my foot. The, this is what's gonna happen in our next prison march, is Erica's gonna go, guys, my, my foot, foot hurts. I'm gonna have to take this march off. I'm so sorry. I can't watch the other women in prison movies we have to watch. Uh, but yeah, she got hurt. And so they had to kind of scale down her part of her part. And I think that's how Phyllis Davis gets a little bit more to do other than. Yeah. Love. I mean, I'm willing right now to give you guys a little more to do and I'll just sit the rest of this episode <laughs> out because my foot is hurting. So I don't know. Just I'll be over here, but my foot hurts. So. Well, you're going to need to get a doctor's note like Anna Hartman oh, did. Damn it. When yeah. she, the doctor said that she couldn't put any, she couldn't do anything. And they but she had, had to, wait. to get a doctor's note. Like the, the, the producers were like, no, you need to get a doctor's note. I don't believe you. <laughs> Actually, Steph, <laughs> Stephanie Hartman said that, uh, or Ste- Ste- Hartman, Stephanie Rothman said that she had to, she had to talk Anna Hartman out of doing some of the stunts. Cause she was like, let me just try it. And Stephanie Rothman was like, no, you've hurt yourself. You That's can't. the thing. You guys don't even have to talk me out of sitting the rest That's of right. the out. I'll just sit you out. Will just Cause sit I out. don't. You know, my health is a priority. My foot health. My, your foot health. My, your foot health. Very important. Very critical. Very critical. You know, the other thing about this one that I kind of liked is that we we haven't watched every Stephanie Rothman movie. We've only watched the one, Velvet Vampire. But Which is so good. Oh, that was But seeing this one, too, and reading about how much she didn't want to do exploitation films, she does, like, three more films for Dimension. Uh, she does uh, Group Marriage. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. Yep. She does this Terminal Island, and she does Working Girls, and then that she doesn't really do any more movies after that because wait, she, 
When we saw Velvet Vampire at the new Bev, did we see a preview for Terminal Island? No, we saw a preview preview for Marriage. marriage. I do remember Group Marriage, but did we also see Terminal Island? I I don't think so. Or am I just... But we may have. We may have. Am I just transplanting that memory because my foot hurts so bad? Yeah, my my (laughs) My foot foot pain is so extreme. I might incorrectly be remembering During the trailers, I had a really bad foot pain. And so I had to remove myself from the theater for that part. I'm just checking because my foot is in pain. I went back in so okay. but uh but anyway she talks about how much she wouldn't really want to do exploitation movies had she been able to like enter into making movies again without having the exploitation market as her venue but i'm like i think she's kind of good at making exploitation movies though mm-hmm. she at least uh, uh, you know whether or not you love this movie or not i think she at least tries to do a different spin on a formula and for yeah. me i could say that i understand what you're saying mark but i think that at the very least this movie is like a different spin yeah on the same thing and i'm i'm not hating on the women in prison uh subgenre it's just that they are very it's very similar no one is trying to really try some new stuff within mm-hmm. the format. Mm-hmm. But she's trying to, you know, she's trying to make something different. And she's trying to do something a little bit different with the with the subgenre. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm into that. I, I do think that, yes, they could have had a bit more action. There could have been a bit more things going on. There are some good fights. Um, I, I would say my biggest criticism is, especially in the wide shots once they're fighting, because they're all wearing the exact same outfits, when you're in the main battle, it, you get a little lost on who's yeah. who and who's on yeah. what side because... Yep. I felt like the people that had gone off from the main group, the free, the free-minded murderers. Correct. Yeah. If they had just, if they should have. There was one guy that had like fur like along fur his or something. Yeah. yeah. On, on his, yeah, yeah. On, I was like, yeah. they should have like changed their outfits just a little bit more and sort of like done something to mix up their their outfits to show their free-minded murderness uh, that would have made them more distinguishable from everyone else because everyone is all dressed in. Blue or just name you know, tags. Or just that would have really been nudity. helpful. Yeah, or full nudity. <laughs> the sin of Adam and Eve. Let's do it. Let's do it for this one. Or just like of the denim Everyone. of the denim shorts, just like it's a the giant. top. The top and like the zipper, but then the rest is just all cut out. It's a it's a it's a full island game of dick chess. <laughs> That's what the final battle should have been. Just everybody Everyone plays. with like a chessboard on their privates. But <laughs> trying to hold it with one hand while you fight with the other. Just a constant modesty battle. <laughs> other thoughts on the movie. One other thing that I really liked to set the tone when they when um Carmen first arrives she's almost at the island she's still on the little boat heading into the island and the officer asks her to sign her her death certificate yeah and she's like what do you need my signature for i'm dead right i love that that you were like oh this lady doesn't take any shit like she's she doesn't great. i she, really do you know it's like what and it's such a great point of like yeah, you need me to sign off on the fact that you're going to declare me as dead? I don't know. I just really like that. I like that she wasn't phased by she sees a she sees a body floating in the water. She's asked to sign this form. They're just dropping her off with very basic like a can of food, a sleeping bag, maybe It's one interesting other thing. that they give you supplies. Like you come in to the island with a backpack of stuff. I'm like, yeah. they're throwing you on an island and being like, best of luck. Yeah, and that they like, still bring provisions. But they still bring you, they give you like a leg up, which but I'm like, that's interesting. how did they know, it, the provisions thing left me with a lot of questions of like, how do, how do they know how many are still left? <laughs> you know, like, are they just they bringing don't. whatever? Like, Remember at the end, they have to come back and, and, and ask Tom Selleck if he's there. Yeah. And they're just like calling out to the island. You know, yeah, like that's true. It seems like a real they, ram They're like, way you, to run you sign your death certificate and then you're on the island and we don't know what's going to happen to you. We don't care. Yeah. That's why I think it's interesting that they give them some supplies. I'm like, yeah. Okay. They're like, I don't know. Here's a puncher's chance. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Presumably, some of those supplies are other bluish gray uniforms, right? Because mm-hmm. those things are going to wear out. It's over more time. jeans. It's another denim shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Like right. you know, just in mm-hmm. case the other one gets dirty. <laughs> but point counterpoint, there's a there's a, a a part of the movie where they are going to pour gasoline down the water down this long trench. This, yeah, this the, well, they've mm-hmm. created this raised sort of uh, water capture system. 
yeah. sort of like um, uh, rain gutters that are going to move to a mm-hmm. to a bucket. So they decide they they know that they can get to the top of it, put some gasoline down there the, down the rain gutters, and then they're going to light it on fire. Yep. But they put two gas tanks, one behind the other, which means the one in the back is just going to spill over the side because the gas tank in front is blocking it from getting it to the rain gutter and then they have basically wait until both of them are fully exhausted before lighting the gasoline here's the no, thing they, they weren't totally exhausted i mean it was almost exhausted when they lit it you could have he that you could once the f- gasoline is flowing into the cistern inside the building, just light it. But she was supposed one girl is supposed to light it. They here's the thing about that plan that I can see if your counterpoint I can assist you on this counterpoint. No, yours is a point, counterpoint, counterpoint. Yes, if I can counterpoint your counterpoint, I think the most critical part of this plan was like they're like, Look, here's what's going to happen we're going to pour gasoline down this trench, it's going to go right into their house, and we uh-huh. will blow them up. Yeah, let's. Put the girl who has recently been whipped and roped up and is catatonic and can't talk anymore because of all of the internal struggles that she's having. Uh-huh. Let's uh-huh. have her be in charge of that. Like that right. was yeah. a bad plan. That's not a good plan. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're right. How do you right. put her in charge? Like, like, again, Tom Selleck, what are you doing right now? <laughs> do you want to switch out? He's like, I can't, I, I can't. I would love to. I'd love to take her job. I'm happy to help out. And he eventually has to do it. But I'm like, yes. why was she ever in charge of that? Well, I would say that free-minded murderers may or may not be management material. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> They're not. They're not. Personnel really management not. is not necessarily their strong suit. Yeah. So there's they're no, going to assign there's no people. leader of the free-minded murderers right. but yeah. you're gonna assign tasks to someone who is who is in front of <laughs> even you even if aj is the leader it's there's like no leader i need you whoever is the first person in front is the person in charge of the next task regardless of whether they may be equipped mentally or physically to accomplish said task because you're just a delegator you're not assessing you're not having group meetings you're not having one-on-ones you can't do that, man. You're free-minded. We can't be we exactly can't rules. You only understand murder. You're not about growth plans and saying, what do you want to accomplish over the next it's, year and how can I help you with that? That's put everyone on a pip on this island? <laughs> I'm not saying a pip. I'm saying helping them achieve a better self. Oh, They're right. just free-minded That's right. murderers. That's right. It's just about murder. It's a professional freely. coaching. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna put murderers on an island with a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a movie I can get behind. <laughs> hey guys, so I've heard you guys have done a little murders, a little bit of danger in the in your backgrounds. But tell me a little bit more about yourselves. Don't pigeonhole us. We're free minded, <laughs> right? Don't put us we in a box. For freedom. What did that guy do? That's like the the country bumpkin guy. What did he do? Murder. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> if you're going to start asking these questions, yeah. you know where no, the no, answer is no. going to no, be. No, you're right. You're right. No, I mean no. Fuck me. You're right. I, uh, uh, yeah, that's on me. By the way, when they started to mention pictures, what's funny about it is that uh, Larry Woolner breaks off from New World Pictures. And he literally crosses the street to start Dimension Pictures. Oh, wow. Why not? So that's where he goes. And they basically try to do the same stuff. They try to make the same movies. This is a example of them trying to do exactly the same movie. They did release a couple of Rudy Ray Moore films, Dolomite and The Human Tornado they released. They also released uh, Sirio Santiago's The Mothers and also uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, uh, which is (laughs) with um, William Shatner. Ooh. Ugh. Man, so they released some gems, but I will say that uh, they run out of steam pretty quickly. Now, Rothman and Schwartz, uh, her husband, they left in 1975, so they don't last too long. Like I said, she made three movies for Dimension, and then they kind of take off. And why they leave, Rothman may have revealed in this interview that I found, uh, that I quoted earlier. She says this, she says, quote, 
Dimension Pictures was a new company, partly financed by the same regional film distributors who distributed my earlier films. I would say probably the New World film. My husband and I were offered a minority share in the company and a living wage. In return, we were expected to make exploitation films that we co-wrote, he produced, and I directed. But we did not have final approval over the subjects, advertising, or distribution plans for them. And no sense did I have greater creative control over my own work while I was working. So yep. uh, Larry Woolner maybe pulled some uh, some Roger Corman-like shenanigans, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He just basically said, I see your playbook. I will bring it across the street, and I will execute yeah. it exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. But with right. lesser success. Yeah. And yeah. I'll bring these two people with me who will, like, in a few years go, yeah, we're good. We're good. We, you know. Right. And, and so by 1981, Dimension filed for bankruptcy. Which is basically ends their run. Mm. Their final film, the 1980 Czech comedy Dinner for Adele. Oof. <laughs> what? Oof. And then about 80% of the film's library was picked up by 21st Century Distribution, which re released several of the movies in the theaters, including Terminal Island in 1981 and another uh, Rothman film. Group Marriage, those were re-released in 1981. Uh, The company, 21st Century Distribution, would eventually be rebranded as 21st Century Film Corporation, uh, which would be then run by Menachem Golan from Canon Mm. Films after that gets sold. So he splits off and runs this company. The first film released by 21st Century Film, the women in prison film Caged Fury in 1989. Caged Fury. Mm -hmm. Oof. Mm -hmm. Wow. Take that certain fury. They've got a shtick, don't they? Wow. You want to start a new company? You want to start Dimension Pictures? Your first movie? Sweet Sugar. That's your first movie out of the gates. You want to start rebrand to your new 21st century? Cage Fury. That's your first production out the gate. You got to do a women in prison movie. This unknown sh- subgenre that apparently was like a slasher. Everyone's like, I don't know. Just do a women in prison movie. They're cheap. They're easy. Anyone can do it. I guess so. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. Well, that's it. That is it for us with this nearly new world, Terminal Island. As we said, uh, you can buy the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. You can also see this, I believe it's on Tubi. Mm. So you can go watch this now. Tubi, Tubi. Watch it there. Maybe you will not like it. Maybe you'll love it. Who knows? (laughs) But we enjoyed it. uh, Some of us. (laughs) (laughs) You might in particular enjoy the main uh, song, It's Too Damn Bad, which uh, was written by Jerry Steiner and sung by Jeff Thomas. Starts the movie off. It's a banger. It's kind of like a folksy sing. It's sort of talk singing kind of thing where we're talking about Mm -hmm. a story. And then I felt like it was sort of like a Johnny Cash nod Mm -hmm. because it was just like a guy and his guitar sort of talking through a story song. Born to be bad till she came to the city And everyone said it was an awful damn pity She never knew love, but she sure learned a lot about hate Some people said as the girl got older Some people said, well, she just got colder And everyone shrugged their shoulders and called it fate Well, it's too damn bad nobody loved her Nobody ever cared the way they should it's too damn bad what they made of her Cause now she's too damn bad for her own good It's a banger. Yeah. My fucking foot hurts. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up. My foot is killing me. All Give of us- our feet are killing us. Give it's us time. Give us a five-star review. Let's go. <laughs> Foot's <laughs> hurting Follow me. us on the socials. You can also find everything you need to know about us at our website, www.newworldpicturespodcast.com. Follow us there. Give us five-star reviews. We have two more episodes of Prison March to go. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to talk about Reform School Girls. And then we're going to talk to the director of Reform School Girls, Tom DeSimone. I got out the mics with Ryan and Mark. We fired up the podcast and hit our marks. Everything we say is going to rhyme with Mark because it's prison. Mark. Terminal (laughs) Island. Bye, everybody.